Hey, hey, and welcome to a No Jibba Jabba exclusive Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> we need that, uh, uh, what's his name? Don't. Fucking DJ Clue button. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say, don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the flex bombs, we ain't never doing that. Yeah, new shit. He's even tired when he does it. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, we are here as No Jibba Jabba FM, and we've got a special new show. Well, uh, uh, well, let's just call it a special. Yeah, yes. Because we're doing... It, yeah, it's Death Cakes, you know, it's a special episode of Death Cakes, I guess we call it that, you know, because we're going to touch on a little bit of Death Cakes material here and there, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, we got a special guest, actually, the first non-family guest we've ever had on the <laughs> network. Yeah. The first interview, actually, period. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, folks, um... I want to uh, introduce to uh, to the show to No Jibba Jabba FM. Uh, this is my homegirl. I have known her on and off for like the better part of what 15 years. About. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, when I met her, she was going by the name of and still is known as uh, Resurrection Seven. What up? Hey, how's everybody doing? How are you guys doing? No, we're good. Welcome. Thank you guys. Good show. Excited and a little nervous, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's nothing to be nervous about. Yeah, seriously, we're we're with nobody. Yeah, because we don't know what we don't know what we're talking about half the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like my first interview in like so many years. It's ridiculous. I forgot what interviews feel like nowadays. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're going to uh, get into some of your credentials and all that stuff a little bit later. But um, uh, I guess before we get into all that, though, I guess you know since this is. Death cakes, and it's all about uh, memories and throwback stuff like that. Um, I guess we start by asking her the question, huh, Jay? Yes, the question. Yes, Uh-oh. the death cakes question. How far back do you remember, like as far as your childhood and everything? I think four. Really? Yeah. Okay, so like, well, I mean, what was that like? What you know, favorite TV shows, uh, uh, activities, anything you remember from back then that you know? When, when you all talk right. To so people, you guys back... know that I was born in Venezuela, so. Um, a lot of that, um, I don't know if you guys have even heard of it. It was, I used to be, um, there's a show on TV, it used to be called El Chavo del Ocho. I used to watch that a lot. And Thundercats. <laughs> Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah. You guys have Thundercats down there? Of course. Is, uh, dubbed or, uh, in English? Um, no, in Spanish, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Translated. It was cool. Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What about the other ones? What about like Silverhawks or um, Tiger Sharks? The little spinoffs. Uh... I don't remember much of that. I know there was this cartoon that I used to watch too. And I used to, I mean, I was little, but I used to call them the Impossibles. But I don't know what they were. There used to be like these dudes, like, they kind of looked like the Beatles, like in a flying car. I don't know what that was about, but I, rec- mm. I, I vaguely remember that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, now nah, we on me. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to uh, do our research on that one. I don't know, maybe we'll check the Internet Bible, a.k.a. Uh, Wikipedia, as we, you know, we call it, the Internet Bible. Let's check that out and see if we can find that. But uh, what was that about? Or do you remember? I, there was a, I mean, I swear to God, I think they were the Beatles or something, because they used to, like, sing, and they used to rescue things and, you know, save people, like, singing in a flying car. It was, like, the weirdest trip. It was like an acid trip all over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we say about the 80s, you know? Coke <laughs> pretty much influenced everything. Yeah. 
And then I don't know if you guys ever heard of this cartoon called um, Gargoyles. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. I love that stuff. Goliath. You know all of them. It was pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, we were. Um, we had an episode. Oh god, what was it like? Was it twelve or thirteen, Jay? Uh, uh it's we, thirteen. Thirteen. Where we talked about the Disney afternoon, and we talked about how gargoyles was part of that. And then nowadays, you are hard pressed to find anything gargoyles related in Disney ever. It's like they pretend like that show doesn't exist. And that's crazy because that was such a good show. It was kind of like you know within it with within all the myth and everything, it was kind of realistic. Yes, yes. And what what I was saying about it was that um, it seems like Disney. It, it first of all it had something really good, you know, on its hands, and it like I said, they act like they've swept it under the rug. It's like it's not even there. Like I go into the Disney store to buy kids on purpose, and like with I'll ask them, I'll actually ask people back there, hey, you got any gargoyle stuff? I'll do it every time and just see what they say. And of course, they don't know what I'm talking about, which is sad. <laughs> but. Um, you know they had a good property there and it seems like uh, and I made this point on that same episode Jay I was saying that they it seems like they don't have a whole lot for little boys at least now they do because they went after they bought Marvel Comics they bought Star Wars but you know it seems like they had it in Gargoyles but then they just they, 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 they shat on it they just from my understanding it was that Gargoyles either the show was sold to somebody else I don't know if you remember, like, the third season, like, the whole intro changed to, like, CGI, and it was, like, really weird and trippy. Um, I think, from my understanding, I don't know if this is correct or not, because I went back, and actually, last year, I went back and rewatched the whole show again. And mm -hmm. so, from what I remember, I remember something about, like, the show being sold to somebody else, and that person kind of destroyed it. Now, oh, go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, that's probably, yeah, that, that third season was on CBS on Saturday mornings, and that's when it got weird, because uh... cause they made the main villain the the, uh, the Masons and the Illuminati. Yeah. yeah, that was trippy for that era, too. Yeah. Yeah, really. The kids so it, just, it just got weird. So was that CBS, though? Because I thought it was still on um, ABC in the mornings. No, that was CBS. CBS, okay, well then you just answered our question right there. That's what happened. Damn. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah. Now, I have to ask, because you grew up in Venezuela, did you watch Shusha? <laughs> was that on? Was that on when you were growing I up? I did. I, you know, she franchised and, and and she started like doing shoes and it was at Chusha shoes and all that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, folks. What was what, now? What episode was that one? Was that that was, that was twenty-one. One. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We. Yeah, Shusha took us to a dark place, like for almost like <laughs> like like twenty minutes. Oh yeah, it was beautiful probably down there. But see, when they made it for American for, for the American version. Oh, it was really weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Like we, Teletubby weird. Like no, mm. like, like, um, <laughs> Daddy's gonna watch this too and have pillow over his <laughs> lap. Hey, listen, you know, fun for the family, you know. <laughs> apparently so. Apparently so. But um, ah man, so like, oh, so Venezuela. You know, I, I don't think I've ever asked you. When did you come over? Went from um. 
to uh. I to came America. here when I was four. Four, okay. And I'm right. thirty now, so. Yeah. Okay. So um. Okay, so and at that point you were well. I guess we'll talk about that in the interview, but um, just uh, just again out of curiosity, just because you know we we I'm in St. Louis. Jay, of course, he is um, well, he's in and out of St. Louis, but he grew up in a town like you know, not far from here. So, um, you know, we remember certain things about you know our childhood and everything like that, and just this area. But what was it like? What was it like where you grew up? Um, where I grew up in Venezuela, it was it's this city called uh, Caracas, which is the capital. Right. Um, inside that city, there's like you know little you know places like you know there's Atlanta, and then we have Roswell, and then Roswell has like little areas or whatever. Well, sure. over there we had a place called well, it still is there. It's called Caricuao. Caricuao is like the projects. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you you've seen like good times or whatever. It kind of looks like that, and it's stuck in that time. Like it doesn't move from like the '80s. Good times, like Jimmy Walker. Good times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Temporary layoff. <laughs> you can't get through a show without you singing. <laughs> <laughs> like my specialty. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a whole bunch of buildings, and then you know Venezuela has a lot of mountains. So there's buildings in mountains, and then there's like street dogs and hot dog salespeople, and oh hell yeah, and yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was it, it was the projects. It was pretty rough, which is the reason we came here to the United States because when I was four, my brother was 14 and he was getting in a lot of trouble, and um, the military um, over there recruits you whether you like it or not. All right. You know, so my mom was like, "Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen." So we came here. Gotcha. And uh, when you came, when you came to America, where were you? I went to Hialeah, Florida. Hialeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that. Um, you know, for my job, people I work for a popular shipping company. You can find out. You can probably guess which one it is. I'm not gonna tell you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, I actually I started out on the loading docks, and the truck that I was always loading went to Hialeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that's right there in Miami. Um, I, I I first moved uh, to East Hialeah. Um, we we lived with this really nice person that my stepdad met like prior to us coming here, and you know he was a person like we lived. It was me, my mom, my brother, my stepdad, and that guy. We all lived in like a little efficiency, and um, we found out that he had AIDS and. When we didn't, you know, we didn't know much of the disease, so we kind of like, oh my god, we gotta go, we gotta go this, and we were paranoid because we didn't know how, you know, like, come on, it was like 1990, we didn't know how, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Don't have much awareness back then. Right. Yeah, we barely knew. We knew it was dangerous, and and my parents freaked out, and the guy was really nice to let us in there. Um, but I mean, it got to the point that my brother was so paranoid that he would walk around wrapped up in a blanket. He looked like the mummy. Oh shit! Because he thought mosquitoes were gonna infect him. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we still stayed friends with him and everything. That guy was, like I said, very nice. Unfortunately, he passed away shortly after we left. When they found him dead in the house, so yeah. Oh uh, man. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, um... He had a dog that hated me a stupid much. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, I guess I'm going to segue on forward then, because, um, I guess 
um, the way I met you, and I guess we, and let me clarify, I've actually never actually met, well, I've never actually met you in person. We've just known each other online for, you know, for an ungodly amount of time. But <laughs> I remember that when I was in Chicago, I was up there, I had a friend up there. And at the time, like, I was, okay, my cousin, who's Ghost, he's on Keepers of the Funk, he was doing, um, he was doing MC battles online. He kept wanting me to come in and do it, you know, and I was like, ah, you know, not really my thing, whatever. Um, he had his own little community of, like, message boards and everything. People were doing that. And then, but he kept sending me stuff of his, and he's like, oh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't know that I can't do it. I don't really want to, but let me just see if I can. So I didn't want to go in there on his stuff just because I didn't want to go in there stinking up the joint or whatever. So I was going, hopping around another little message board that I could find, doing the same thing. And, you know, just had, kind of had fun with it for the short time I was doing that. A friend he's Jamal, seen, yeah, yeah, he had seen that. And he knew you. Um, he's like, yo, I'm going to give you, you know, my friend's email address. You know, she does this where she does kind of the same thing. She, she has her own little message boy whatever she's got a record label or whatever I'm like oh what, wait who what, what, what? <laughs> I'm like he's like yeah yeah you know just uh, uh is it all right I'm gonna give her, I'm, I'm gonna give her your email you give her you know I'm gonna give you hers and you guys saw I'm like oh okay sure that's that's you know so um get a message from her one day talking about you know hey you know I'm I'm Iris I'm Resurrection 7 I run ill-minded records and such and such and so I'm like okay you know I'm still who I am whatever and it's like you know I don't really rap for real I just kind of do this for fun you know and and it's not something I've done for long it, yeah, it wasn't bad it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't bad you know um but uh you were talking about record label and I find out okay I was like what 18 19 at the time so you had to be like 15 or 16 Actually, I, younger. I started the record label when I was 14. See, and that's what, what? I'm getting at. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, I was lucky. My parents would help me. I have family that believed in the project, so they did help me. So, yeah, but I ran it until I was 21. Yeah, and so wow. so, so, let me get back to that because I am find out how old she is. I'm older than she is at that point. You know, she's in high school. And she, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you got a record label. All right, whatever. So go to the website. She got, it gives me a link to the website. It's a uh, um, was not you know back then you know people with their uh, their tripod and GeoCities and Angel Fire pages. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was a dot com. Now there wasn't that much up there if I remember right. Um, I think it was just a splash page that you just had up there. But then you had the number like you. She had she had an 800 number. You would call and like listen to people <laughs> rapping and going on. And I'm like and now 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 people. You gotta understand, this is like before YouTube, this is before everybody could, you know, produce stuff out of their home and stuff like that. This is 2000, 2001. Correct. Right? So, yeah. there's, so, there's actual beat. This isn't people out there BSing over, you know, some little homemade Casio keyboard beat. This was beat. This was, just, and she had like other people rapping in Spanish or whatever it was, and like she had some other cats on there. It was, I'm like, this is, this is good stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that's one like, okay, she's serious. <laughs> she's serious. So it's like, you know, pretty much from then forward, it's like, okay, if she tells you she's doing something, you can pretty much take it to the bank. Like to me, like hip hop, like the whole movement, the whole entire thing to me was, it wasn't like a hobby. Like most people take it. To me, that was like religion. <laughs> it was sacred. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. So back to, so backtrack to what you're saying. You say you started at 14. 
yeah, I, I mean, I started rapping like long before that, but um, yeah, like I, I started the record label at 14. I was like, man, if these guys can do it and they have like half of the education that I have, I, I, I can totally do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so I mean, I guess as far as the rapping goes, who I know who, but say for the, for, well, I know one of them anyway, I know one big one, but, uh, for the listeners out there, for Jay, you know, who doesn't know you, um, who, who were some of your influences? Man, listen, Bone Thugs and, yep. you know, Wu-Tang Clan and, you know, Biggie. Everybody from up north and, you know, of course, Bone. And I, I mainly Bone. I, I really grew up listening to them. I really loved them. Yeah, and I was a fan in high school anyway. Um, unfortunately, I guess really around the Art of War time is I guess when I started to kind of lose interest. I know that's sacrilege to some people who are really big fans, but that's just kind yeah, of where I that's, tuned out. That's... But you were talking that's like, like you're with... Buddha. You can't <laughs> but I'm talking to you. I'm just like you were talking about. I was like, so who do you listen to? And you said Bone. I'm like, eh, you know what? If you didn't know me maybe two, three years ago, I'd be right there with you. But you know, nah, I'm on this now. You know, what, what, you know, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Bone. And in fact, you had um, there was another website you were on. That had like you know, there were people. It was all just Bone. It was just this community of just Bone fans. Yeah, yeah. I think I posted that. Um, but um, we ran like yeah, because I helped ran some other um, you know, um, other websites like um, Down Seventy One Thugs, and then the regime when that closed, we went mm-hmm. to the regime. So we hit, like me and this guy named Hispanic and Busy the First, and, you I know, we all ran those. I remember that name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hispanic. I still talk to yeah. him. That's my buddy. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Hispanic. What's up, man? Hispanic, yay! Hi. <laughs> yeah yeah so um so so let's talk about this wu-tang clan thing for a second too because that's another that's another that's another story for like early on because okay now she had the 800 number like i said and you can listen to them talk and listen to them rapping whatever but you could also leave a message and so that's what i would do because i didn't have a cell phone not then you know most people didn't back then it was expensive <laughs> yeah and so I was even message whatever just for the hell of it. And then what I had was uh, if you guys remember Excite, that was like you know remember all those search engines before Google took over? Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Alta Vista and Lycos. Yeah, <laughs> Lycos. Lycos. Yeah. And uh, Excite. Now I had it. I had an email address through uh, Hotmail that I would use for school and for job and everything like that for family. Or but then I had another one that I used for family and friends. Uh, that was through Excite. Excite, yep. Yeah, and that one is because it had well, it was email, but then also it had a uh, voicemail feature on it. You could leave like a 90 second message on there, and so I got it because I had my friends. When I came back to St. Louis, my friends in Chicago, I was like, you know, call me, you know, leave me a message, you know, and if you have one too, you know, get one, and I can leave you one. But I gave her mine, and so what she did, she called and like, you know, I gave Iris mine, and she would call and leave messages. But then she started calling up with her people, and <laughs> there was this one time, I don't know if, I can't remember his name, but this guy, he was blazed out of his mind on the phone the whole time. And <laughs> he was, and the other thing about it is, you know, my nickname at the time, I was, it was still stuck. I was still going by John Blaze, the name I got in high school from a friend and then the track team. Shit. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but so, and I had that just right there in the, uh, 
like I said, this is just for my family and friends. So I didn't have my name in there. I had John Blaze in there. And so then when you call, if you actually call the number, like computer voice would say, this is the voicemail of John Blaze. And so this guy was like, oh, this Wu-Tan you calling? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, something like that. And it's like, oh, no, nah, fuck no, nah, I ain't going. So then, so then somebody, you and somebody else got in, got, got in your head, you were going to start telling people that I was Method Man. Yeah, I remember and so, that. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden people are blowing up my phone. Yeah, man, you're my, you're, I'm your biggest fan. I got pictures on your wall with the blunt in your hand. I'm like, what is going on? And like, I kind of told you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so... Just one time. Spamming him, pranking yeah, spam, spamming me and going on, and then people calling up, freestyling and going on. We're like, would you tell these people I'm not method man? And then, <laughs> that was too much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know it was it was fun for a while, but then finally I told him like, you know, nah, I'm not meth. And there was one guy, he was young too. He was maybe like maybe 12 and 13. Probably uh, Brian. Yeah. I what's that his name? I know he was he was using. I don't remember what his rap name was, but he changed his name to Apollo at one point. Yeah, that's Brian. Okay, Brian. Yeah, shout out to him, man. That kid, because he was doing the same thing, and I kept telling him, look, I'm not meth. You know, my name is John, you know, blah, blah, blah. I love that like, kid. That was like my little brother. <laughs> he was kind of, you know, it was kind of the same way. I didn't know him like that, but, you know, it was kind of, I kind of took him under my wing as far as, like, showing him different, like, hip-hop music, because he was young, but he kind of knew, he, you know, he was from Queens or whatever, he was living down there with you guys, and he was talking about all these artists so I was like okay you like that artist how about this and I was putting them on the stuff and you know that's how he and I kept talking for a while too so that was that was my boy man so uh yeah shouts out to him but yeah he was the one he was like are you really not meth I mean you can tell me if you're meth man I'm like no I'm serious I'm not meth man I'm not meth <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah that's uh he was yeah. a good kid good kid yeah yeah you still talk to him I tried to keep in contact with him but he actually got uh, pretty big. He started like opening for like Mob Deep, and you know, like he went pretty big. Yeah. And then when he started doing that, he called me less and less and less, and then he eventually disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it be sometimes, you know. Um. But uh, anyway, but that's 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 me and just you know, my interaction with some of the people on 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 the website and on the message boards and all that stuff, you know, and emails back and forth. But I mean, what was it like? What, what, what was it like running the label though I mean I, I, was, you know, was, again you were a teenager I mean I can't even fathom it it was weird because I mean it was weird but in a good way like I wouldn't trade my childhood for nothing um, it was weird because a lot of people knew about it in school and you know they would come up to me and you know sometimes there were like different genres like like Britney Spears type of stuff and they were like this is my tape or you know, or other people that had little studios in their house that would give me their stuff too, or they would use my friends to give me their stuff, and I'm like, okay, so who is this from? And you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Like in high school, it was cool, and and then when you actually introduce yourself to like older people, they either like were shocked that a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old would run a label, or they were like in disbelief, like, nah, you guys are just playing games. You can't run a label. Like, what kind of kids are you? You know. So, I mean, was that, I guess, was that a problem as far as, like, growing the brand or um, expanding it the business? It was at first because, you know, like I said, a lot of it, like, was age um, age problems. Like, um, they wouldn't take you serious. Like, all oh, these kids are just playing games. They don't know nothing, you know? But see, that's um, what I thought when I heard, sorry to cut you off, but I mean, I was, that's how I felt when I when you first told me 
who you were and like what you had going on. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, sure you do. But then I heard the stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And I saw what you guys had going on, heard the music, heard the, t- you know, and saw, you know, you had, you know, the infrastructure of what seemed to be a legit business. So I'm like, okay, well, why not? You know, so, um, I mean, to me, I mean, just just the the work spoke for itself. But I mean, it, it seemed like other people didn't give you that type of chance, huh? It's not even that. It's like you know, you can say a lot with your mouth, but until they see it with your eyes, you know, you just gotta prove them wrong. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know. And then they were like, "Oh, okay, you know, this is actually pretty legit." And it got to the point that, I mean, when when right when I took it down, when I closed it. I mean, that's one of the biggest mistakes I ever did in my entire life, just closing um, the record label. I should have kept at it. But back then, like, a lot of, you know, problems started to happen and, you know. Um, but right until then, like, we had merged to Venezuela and Colombia and Dominican Republics and, and we had gone um, and named it Il Minor Records International Music and we had merged with K9 Unit Films and this guy called Chase the Cat in Colorado who... Um, did work for Busybone. He was gonna work on our documentary, and you know we were like doing big things. And then suddenly, like, Oof. somebody broke into my label. They stole all our equipment, a lot of documents. Yeah, and at that, I mean, I was 21. It was like overwhelming because I later found out that it was a person who had been working, you know, right left, you know, right hand to me um, for like five years, almost since the beginning. And that was kind of like a like a like a big hit, you know, and it was bad ah oh, man I, I I mean not to that um, magnitude but you know um, uh, late last year you know I had my computer equipment and stuff stolen you know when they would do this podcast so um, I can imagine that's like you know a hundred times more you know as far as you know especially as, as someone you knew with that too I mean. yeah it, it's hard when it's somebody you know but and it was somebody that I trusted like he was my right hand person and I was like, you know, whatever. And then like six months later, I got married. And then I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm moving to Georgia. And and I moved to Georgia temporarily and for the length of my marriage, which was eight months. Um, but whatever. You know, I, I regret it, though. I do regret, you know, closing the label. Who knows, you know, where I would be. Um, for some reason, it, it got into my head that I was too old to continue trying to do music and you know, not making it big or whatever, so I got impatient too, so it was like a lot of things that went on in my head that were just, you know, clashing. Well, that was going to be my next question, though. I mean, uh, I know you got some other stuff going on right now, and we'll get to <laughs> that, but um, do you ever see yourself ever going back to music or anything like that ever again? I have tried. <clears throat> um, I have tried. Um, I started, like, in 2013 trying to do music, and I was in contact with Crazy Bone and stuff like that. Um, I, I I tried, but like you know, I don't know if you know, but I am a single mom. So back then, right. I had issues with like finding a studio to record at, and you know, like being able to afford that at that point. So I was like, yeah, yes, no, maybe, who, who knows, whatever God wants to. Right. Um. And to rewind just a second, there you were talking about. Uh... You know, you were talking about people uh, back when you were running uh, IMR and the uh, documentary. It was the guy who even working with Busy Bone. They were talking about you were working with, you knew somebody working with Crazy Bone or know these guys. Now, how how wild is that? 
you know, you tell me, you know, back when I first met you, you know, how big of a fan you were of that group. So all of a sudden working with people in their inner circle. You know what? It feels like, you know, when, when Crazy Bone showed interest in me, I felt like, oh my God, you know, like Batman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crazy Bone is my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know how when little boys, they meet Batman or, you know, whoever, you know, their, their, you know, person is that they're like, oh my God, they're superhero. Yeah, that's, that was Crazy Bone for me. Wow. And so, yeah. I mean, um, and I honestly, I, you know, I haven't kept up. I know that they still do their independent thing and they still put out music to this day. Um, yeah, they were just here in Columbia last weekend. Really? At the Blue Note. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, from my understanding, they're touring right now. Yeah. The, the full group, or is it like one of the, you know, I know they broke off and did like. No, like for the most part, it's the entire group, unless Crazy Bone is doing something. Sometimes um, Crazy Bone goes to like South America or whatever. I know they were in Wisconsin um, recently. Okay. Um, and I, I think Crazy Bone wasn't there hmm. um, from what I've seen. I see. All right. Well, um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen um, just in store, you know, randomly in stores or on websites, you know, where they have, I know at one point, like Busy and Lazy had something, they had like their own little, little like, not, not a splinter group, but I guess, you know, they just had. You know, a, a, a yeah, like a separate together, thing, like a yeah. separate thing, and then you saw like, of course they do solo work, and then I've seen um, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, they they did um, lazy and, and and busy bone did something called Bone Brothers. There's like three or four CDs. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Actually, the music in there is not bad. I like it. Yeah, I um, I kind of put, I, I kind of always saw. Bone and Wu Tang, kind of, they kind of mirrored each other as far as like, okay, they have the group and then they have the solo work and then they have their collabo records and then they have like, well, at least at the time anyway, they have like this roster of like, I guess, uh, these artists under them, you know, yeah. as far as like, you know, whereas Bone, you know, had like the Motug um, roster and then uh, Wu Tang, you know, you got you know like your Killer Army and your Sons of Man and all that, but then you have then you have people who. You know who know like some of the main stuff, and they got people who like know it all. Like you know every artist, un- you know all the B level artists. You know to, to to use that term, you know B level mm-hmm. artists. You know to use like, um, you know all that. So I just I, I just always kind of saw them as like, you know they, they kind of mirrored each other as far as like I guess their uh their business model, but also their fans seem to kind of be the same too. Like you know if they, if you meet a person who's a Wu fan like 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 that, I mean they're really into Wu like that. And I know yeah, fans are kind of the same too. Kind of like those people who were on that uh, on that uh, that website with like Hispanic in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, you you did mention something that is very um, correct, I guess. Um, they Wu Tang and Bone do kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so I do agree with that. So I'm glad I'm glad you made that correlation. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, damn it, there was something else I was gonna ask you. Uh, kind of related <laughs> to that, that but uh, you know, uh, well, if I remember, we'll come back around to it. Um. But just uh, I guess kind of, kind of uh, kind of kind of uh, in a nutshell. I mean, like, what are some of the best? Some of the best memories you had, I guess, or some of like the best experiences you had of uh, running, running the label, you know, and doing music like that. 
Because again, you know, it's still it's even hard for me to. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying because even now, I mean, even though it's so long ago, it still it, it still kind of blows my mind that you were that young doing what you were doing. Huh. Um, thank you. Um, honestly, some of the best memories were like the the stuff that we did spontaneously. Like, um, we did a lot of freestyles. Like, we would go to the mall and freestyle with other groups, you know, against other groups or whatever, and it, that was always fun, you know. So it was more like the spontaneous stuff that would just come up. And, and you know that was fun um, we did shows um, we did actually we even did commercials um, when we were I was turning 16 I remember it was my birthday um, in like 2001 and um, we were shooting a commercial in a back alley of um, South Beach for a hip-hop battle so it was us and some other group from West Palm Beach um, we were doing, you know, it was pretty cool. It was for this guy called Jay Bola Productions, and that was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember the battle that it was like a battle show that they were gonna host, and it was called the Rhyme or Die Hip Hop Battle, and we were just, you know, doing the commercials for that. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever participate in like any? Um. Well, actually, well, I guess I can't really ask that question because. I don't really know what you guys had down there, but I know that up here they had um, events like uh, like Cool Mix, which is, uh, you know, oddly enough, it was sponsored by Cool Cigarettes. Um, but, you know, they went from city to city and they had DJ and MC battles. I mean, they have any, anything like that. Uh, we did um, okay. similar stuff here. Like Rhyme or Die was kind of like that. Okay. And yeah, um, we did a lot of that. But to be honest, like I freestyled, but it wasn't my thing because. Like, my theory was that when you freestyle, you say some of the best stuff and then you forget about it. Right, right. <laughs> you forget about it, you can't write it down, so you're done. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how I, I mean, even right now, I mean, I really don't rap, but I mean, it's like, um, you know, bullshitting at work or, you know, just in the cypher or something like that, you know, I'll do a little something, but, you know, it's nothing I really even, even care to remember other than, you know, yeah, I was there, I did that, but, you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it up on YouTube. I wouldn't record it and show it to anybody. <laughs> I mean, like, like freestyling is 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 like okay. That's how you measure a person's like brain. Like you pick it like that way, and it's good to do it, and it's fun. But if you know, you you do say some of the best stuff in there, so it's like, oh god, what a waste. Right. Yeah. Now I I, I get it. Uh, but uh, also, I guess uh, the the name the name. Where'd you come up with ill-minded? Like as far as you know, just. I wanted just it to be something. I wanted it to be something sick and off the wall, and intimidating. And to me, the creepiest thing. I'd rather be in a. If, I'm, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this, but I, I, I would prefer to be in a cell with a serial killer, and not with like a demented person, like a cyborg. <laughs> I mean, I get where you're going with that. But why don't you elaborate for the listeners? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's just, okay, okay, so I wanted the name to be intimidating, and right, right. I wanted it to be sick, but you know what I mean, like, like to me, I wanted it to be scary, so there was already something like Death Row Records, and that was pretty scary. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. So, you know, you you think about Death Row, their logo was like, uh, you know, a man sitting on the, on, you know, on the electric chair or whatever. Right. To me, I, I, you know, I thought of death row, and I would just picture in my head not that, but I would picture like 
um, the Green Reaper or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. like, I wanted it to be something crazy where people could expect anything coming out of that. Right. All right. Like, okay. They wouldn't be surprised to hear like some deranged shit coming out of that. <laughs> Yeah, now I mentioned I mentioned a couple people's names. I know um Apollo, like I said. Uh God, I don't remember anybody else's names. You you can you uh you know, run through some of the people I guess and just yeah, I mean, some of their like had, the styles or their specialties or whatever. Yeah, we had this guy named Tremaine that um he used to go by Finesse One and he was, you know, short and chubby and Within our walls of, of you know friendship, we used to call him hamburgers. That was such not out of love, you know. But his freestyles were so good; they sounded like written, and his written's were even like they were like masterpieces. Like this guy was amazing. Um, every time he rapped, like he was so much on beat and on sync with the music. Like this man to me was like a rap god. Sorry, Eminem, he was finesse one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, is he still around? Who am I never finished one? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, I I don't know. I I lost contact with a lot of these people when I decided to like re, you know quote unquote retire. Like right. Um, I I really did get lost. I I I don't know. No, nah, I understood. But I I guess I just meant like um. Well, I, I said he's still around, but I mean, do you go on to do anything further, I guess? Like, you know, um... I mean, from... Okay, so, this is rumors. I don't know. Um, I know him and this other guy that we call Colossus. Colossus was really good, too. He kind of sounded like Nas. Okay. Um, they went off to some other state. I can't remember which. And I know I heard that I, they signed with someone, but I looked them up and I tried to Google them and I can't find nothing about them. So, I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. All right, so yeah, finesse one, yeah, Colossus. So uh, who else we got? We had Disciple. Disciple was our, jeez, like he was the demented person that I was telling you about. Hey, wait a minute. Was he the one? Was he the one that started it? Was he the one no. talking about that Wu Tang on the phone? I maybe. I don't he, remember. Yeah, it sounds like it might be him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I thought he was high as hell. I remember. I, I, yeah, remember, I just kept playing that thing. I was like I don't believe this. But okay. He is the coolest dude ever. Um, he is super awesome. Um, yeah, he was really good. He did a lot of like freestyles, but his freestyles, and eh, so-so. But um, he's written for crazy. Like the metaphors in that guy were like, I was like, damn, how do you think of that? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, I kept up with him as much as I could. Um, I know that he became like a dental assistant and a tattoo artist after a while. He kept rapping, you know, but um, not like he never got signed or anything like that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people with talent out there that never get actually signed, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, um, there's this guy named um, Jeremy. Jeremy was so funny. Um, he was actually pretty good too. He was from a different team because the first team, you know, Colossus, Tremaine, um, Disciple, all of them, they were from this group called um, World's Finest. And then there was World's this Finest, other group. like uh, Superman and Batman? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And oh my god, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> they actually had a car, like a van, and they used to call it the Wu Mobile. That's how much they love Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was awesome. Wow. Yeah, and then there's another group called Lyrical Terrorists, and um, they had like, like these groups were were so talented, but entirely so different from each other. Like, you know, World's Finest were pretty much of northy Wu Tang Clanish kind. And then Lyrical Terrace was so diverse and so amazing also and, and different from World's Finest. It was, a, it was great, but Lyrical Terrace had like 14 people in it. What? Whoa, 14. Wow. Yeah. World's that... Finest was only that few and and then Lyrical Terrace was like, whew, too many. Now, okay, let me stop you right there. Lyrical Terrace, 14 people. How, how did that work? Like, cause it seems to me like that just be so unwieldy. It is, but you know, like when you're recording, you break it down. Like, okay, not everybody can be in the same song because then right, that yes. would be the entire album. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you just know how to coordinate. Like, you know, they would hear beats, and some of them would be like, "Eh, that beat just lame," blah, blah, whatever. And then another one would be like, "No, I really like that beat. Hold on, this is what we can do with it." So, you know, a few of them would hop on that, and then some others would be working on something else, and so. All of them wouldn't be in the same song, but you know they would switch around. Like, okay, I'll be on this song and I'll be on that song, and and that's how it went. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a group uh, from up here. Uh, they, oh god, when was this? Two thousand three, I guess, is when they finally put the album out. They've been doing their thing for a while. They only ever put out one album because uh, some other drama, which ended up leading to their demise. There's a group up here called Soul Tide. Uh, I still talk to. Uh, shout out to uh, Nato Khalif. Uh, Teflon Poetics, Tefo, he calls himself now. Uh, uh, well, uh, Gotta Be Kareem, who's actually down there in your area now. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is, he goes by the name of Gotta Be Kareem. I've known, knew him and his sister actually up here for a while. But, uh, yeah, there were, oh God, I want to say there were like maybe 13, 14 people in that group, in that crew also. They put an album out together. It was kind of the same thing you're talking about, but again, it was the drama. I mean, so many people, all the money split so many, di- so many different ways. Of course, that's always a problem. But yeah. then also, I guess the two guys who founded it. Um, then you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna go there because uh, I don't have the facts in front of me. And there's a bunch of different stories about what happened with them and the rest of the group. But um, the, I guess the way most people tell the story is that they were pretty much ripping everybody off. Um, so. Yeah, no, don't, again, don't quote me on that. I don't know the whole story. Yeah, it was a long time ago. You know, don't catch me lying. But um, yeah, so I mean, that's what happens. You know, you got so many people. You know, split so many ways. I mean, I see how that could that that could like, just be crazy. But like, uh, but the way that I ran record, uh, the record label was like I wasn't trying to tie anybody down. So they pretty much had free will. They can go and come back, and if they wanted to work on something else or start their own thing, they could. Like, I never had a problem with that. And see, this is what happened. That, okay, that's what happened with Soul Tide. See, that's that was well, the opposite of what happened is because okay, now I do know this for a fact. Basically, they had a they had a contractual agreement with with uh, the two guys who ran it, and it was like okay, you have you know, you do this album, and then you each owe us a solo album, or you know, some of these people were subgroups, so it's like you either owe a solo a solo album or a group album, and then after that, um, you know, you're free to do whatever. Now. Uh, Three of these guys, they were called the Soul Rebels. There was three guys. There was a uh, uh, Cash Flow, who's actually he's in um, he's in Arizona now, I believe, or at least he was at one point. I don't know where he is now. Uh, Coltrane, who is a singer, and I believe Tef was part of that crew, but he's part of that one also. But they were called the Soul Rebels, and they had a demo recorded, 
uh, Cody Chestnut was up here touring with the Roots, and they slipped their CD to Cody Chestnut. His manager wanted to sign him. Okay, those guys, you know, who were winning Soul Tide, they said, oh, nope, because you still owe us an album. You can't do it. And from a business perspective, I get it, but then also, I feel like also, you know, from an exposure perspective, they could have said, well, you know what? Let them go because if they blow or at least they get enough of a buzz, then it'll kind of shed some light over here on the rest of the group and what else is going on. So that's the way um, I saw it. Yeah, I was like, the more exposure they have, if they're doing more things, the more it's going to help us out. So there was no reason to be selfish because everybody was going to win. Right. So see, you had the right idea. They didn't, and they fell apart. So. That's the thing. You can't you can't tie people down. I disagree. I mean, you can't do that because. It's gonna cause tension, and then it's gonna be bad vibes, and you don't want bad vibes. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, God, I'm no, trying... like the way I see it is the people you work with, they're your family, because you're you're with them so much, and you you know they represent you, you represent them. So it's like, you know, you gotta you, you can't tie people down. That's one, and you can't have bad vibes because. At the end, it's only going to affect everybody. You know, you can't work with someone you're uncomfortable with. Right. I hear that. Um, all right, so that was uh, World's Finest. Was there uh, anyone else on the roster? I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was this group called Triple Danger. It was this chicks. They sang, but the way they sang, it was like, you know, crazy. It, it was singing, but it wasn't like love. It wasn't like, it was gangster shit. It was so weird. Oh, God. <laughs> like a DRS kind of thing. It was like, DRS. well, some of the some of the lyrics. It was something like, "Remember to re- remember to watch what you yeah, remember to watch what you do because whatever you do is coming back for you. Don't fuck with me. I got a twenty-two. But oh. imagine this sing- all singing. Uh, oh. <laughs> it was crazy. Ah oh, man, yo, do you have any of this like uh any of this stuff still like archived anywhere? Yeah, um, must be in Florida, but I do have it. Oh man, yo, you will have to uh, you have to get at us, man, or or, or something, and just, <laughs> just play some of this, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to visualize that right there. Like, what the hell? But, it didn't uh, sound bad, but it was like it would blow people away. Be like, what? You little girls are not supposed to be talking like that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's bad. I, or, you know, I don't think they sounded bad. I'm just trying to envision that in a song, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like the voices of the angels, man. They had like amazing voices, and then they say something like ridiculous, like that. You'd be like, what happened? What did it miss? Why are they so angry? <laughs> oh, Lord. Ah, man. Okay. Um. Well, we will segue from that into, I guess, you know, that was uh, that was the music, and you said, you know, it was what two thousand or. That was when when you uh when you finally closed them down. 2006. 2006. All right. Yeah. So now you're in um. So now you're in you're in the, you're in the Atlanta area. Um. First of all, was had you had you been there beforehand? Yeah, my sister lives up here. She owns a military school. Um, and so I came up here to kind of like help her out with some of the IT stuff because I actually do have a real job and I do work in IT now. Um, and I've been working in IT for like eight years, but um, yes, yeah, so I came to help her out with that. And then um, I've been working on some other things here, so. Okay. 
But um, okay. And I guess I was gonna ask. Okay, so when you went up there in 2006, now you weren't. I guess you weren't doing music anywhere. But I mean, are you still listening? Are you still like in the scene at all? Or like as far as like just uh, you know, going to venues I mean, or? To be honest, like I'm upset with music. Like <laughs> I turn on the radio and all I say is like, oh God, turn that shit off again. I can't. I can't take it. Yeah. Well, you know, I. It, you know, we're not going to get any complaint. You're not going to get any argument from us there. You know, we don't really. Do yeah, anything. I think most people are. Yeah, <laughs> it's like are the same and, way. and then I go into online and and you know I go to YouTube and and I try to cope with it. You know, like but then I see like these kids like they're like, oh my god, this is so great, and I'm like, what? In what world is this great? But then I understand because I mean my parents were probably saying the same thing about my music. Eh, uh, well, you know, that's a that that's a that's a that's a conver- conversation or um, you know, <laughs> debate for another day. I mean, you know, that's we we try to answer those kind of questions over on Keepers of the Funk. You know, shout out to you guys over there. Um, but uh, I guess because I guess what I was gonna ask too. Um, I should ask this back when we we're still talking about uh, the record label. But I guess what is the Miami scene like? You know, as far as uh local music or local hip hop, I should say. It's actually pretty pretty big. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, southern stuff going on down there and there's a lot of groups that kind of sound or people that sound like Trick Daddy or they sound like Lil Wayne or whatever. And um, to me, that's like me. But yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Anywhere, and like, tech, like literally in every corner. Right. Right. Um, my um, my cousin uh, Jay Mills over again, Keepers of the Funk. He was um, he was down. He was at he was at FIU. He went there for journalism, journalism school, and uh, you know he seemed to find he found the little pocket. You know where the you know the more the where the b boys were at. Actually, he for his uh, photography uh, projects, he used to get in trouble a lot. He told me for uh, taking pictures of uh, <laughs> you know of the of the breakdancing uh, battles and competitions and stuff like that because the his instructor would be like these are posed and like no they're not posed i mean they're not posing for me they're doing their thing i'm just catching them while they're doing this and he, you know they would they'd be great shots but you know the teacher wouldn't accept them he didn't like that kind of stuff but That's anyway stuff. yeah he found himself like you know in that scene down there um and i guess you know i mean that was true i mean we had that up here for a little bit too i was part of it i was you know in the break it for several years but um uh i guess you know atlanta you know, versus like the Miami scene. I mean, the way you described it, I mean, it sounds more or less the same as far as hip hop, though. I mean, am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like I said, in Miami, there's a lot going on. Um, but it's more like in your face kind of thing. Like, you know, you'll see, you know, rap battles like everywhere. Or you're, or you're, you're go to the mall, not even the mall, you go to a plaza and there's this dude selling CDs out of the car. And then, you know, they'll, you know, ev- you know, technology these days, they'll have, you'd be like, well, I don't have cash because I really never have cash. Um, and then they'll be like, oh, don't worry, I can swipe your card through my phone. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. If someone tells me they're going to swipe my phone or swipe my card through their phone, I'm like, no, you ain't. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> and you know what? And, and, you know, on that topic, you know, people in the mixtapes, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's a hustle. I know, 
I mean, you got to get out there somewhere. But I mean, there's just two in in this city, especially. I mean, I can't speak on everywhere else, but I know there's so much people. I cannot literally cannot go too many places for too long without someone trying to sell me something. And yeah. I've been able to get away with the fact, you know, hey, I don't have cash. You know, the day they start doing credit cards, I'm just going to not take my headphones off and just act like I didn't hear them. Are you saying it's pretty easy for you to uh, point them out? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. That is a uh, inside yeah, that's joke. A, that's a yeah. That's some inside <laughs> baseball right there. <laughs> but um. You know, like they have like these new things called um, Square, whatever, or Square Up and PayPal. So if they said if it's a Square and it, it ha- you know says Square Up, it, you're safe. And if it's PayPal, you know you're safe. So mm-hmm. you know with Square Up, they attach it to you know the phone, and then you, they swipe your card, and you'll get a receipt and everything from like an email receipt or a text message receipt or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's awkward to get used to it, but it happens, and I see it a lot um, at the conventions that I go to. So yeah. Well, I've seen that. I'm just talking about the random dude on the street trying to sell me his mixtape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but uh, okay, you said conventions. I mean, that's you know a good point right there. Um, I guess because I, again, and I told Jay this too, and I told you know every you know, whenever I was giving you these uh, shout outs or whatever on. Uh, some of our shows, you know, I've known you online, just, you know, back before they even call it social media, you know, pretty much every form of it. I don't see you on Xbox too much anymore. Um, um, no, you know what? I banned myself from the Xbox. You banned yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you ban yourself? Listen, one day I was playing Call of Duty for like 13 hours and my baby was in the crib there. And I mean, I took him out briefly, like five minutes feed him, change the diapers, put him back, go back to play. And then I was like, damn, I literally just spent the entire day at plus, you know, and playing Call of Duty, and that baby was in the crib technically all day. That's that's like having a dog in a crate all day. That's oh, messed up. Geez. Well, <laughs> well, uh, well, you answered your question right there. You know, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't fault you for that, okay? Banned yourself from the Xbox. Yeah, this is way back in, like, freaking the uh, Call of Duty 4, the original Modern Warfare. You used to draw got some battles with you on there but that uh, and um there's the other one um black ops the first black ops see i didn't play my i didn't play much of that oh yeah, no. you were on that but uh nah i didn't um i played the campaign and actually like when i say i played it i literally like two summers ago i played the campaign i didn't, I didn't have black ops <laughs> for that long. but uh yeah i mean just you know uh so back when you know the old message boards and then uh, MySpace for a bit, you know, the brief period I was on Facebook, you know, over there. Uh, now, you should go back uh, to Facebook. We miss you. Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, no Jibba Jab FM is on Facebook. That's about as much Facebook as I do. Um, but, uh... I just booed him on his show. You, you booed my website? What the hell? <laughs> I booed Jesus. you, not the website. Shut up. Alright. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Okay, so now, um... Uh, Twitter is when I ran across you in the webs and you know put you on the, the the shows and everything like that and you you know you were we, we appreciate your support and everything like that you know for everything that's one of the reasons why we have you on here just because like uh 
you know, because I've known you and, you know, stuff you've been ta- you, you've been into in the past. But at that point, you also told me, you know, about these conventions, you know, how, how, now, how, how did you come up on working, I guess, with these, like, uh, with, with these, these, uh, Walking Dead conventions and, and, and whatnot? It's, it's more than just Walking Dead. There's other people there, like, you know, but, um, actually, I gotta, I, I gotta thank my, my friend William Hart. He, he was one of the zombies. He played, um, I don't know if you guys watched the show, but he oh, yeah. was the guy yeah. who bit Herschel. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you know, I made friends with him, um, ironically, through Twitter. And um, he actually became, like, really, really cool with me. And um, one day, um, there was this convention in Florida. Um, and they were like, well, we need you to, you know, help out this person. You know, he doesn't have a runner. A runner is like a helper, kind of. But they don't really like to call them helpers. Um, and um, they'll pay you. And I was like, really? Are you kidding me? I'll do this, like, for free. I'll do this for a Klondike bar. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and you know, and whatever. Of course, and... snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but... I don't know. I mean, the way I see it is it kind of landed on my lap. It was something that, you know, God wanted. I don't know how to explain it. So I got to work with them. And, and then it, it just kind of like I've been working with other guys. And, you know, the more you're in there, you know, you meet other people. Like I met um, um, Hacksaw Jim and um, the others oh. were the slaughter guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've met the Power Rangers. And the Hacksaw did he sing? Did he sing USA for you? No, he didn't, but he did do like the finger thing with his thumb and he took a picture with me. Uh, USA has got to be one of the best worst songs ever. All right, so I'm gonna have him sing, and like next time I see him, I'm gonna have him sing it. Because <laughs> the thing about these conventions, you see these people over and over again because you you're more than likely you know uh, booked for the same conventions when these artists um, do it. So you get to see like you know Jason David Frank and Walter. Oh yeah, Johnson. he's always here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, go on. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, George Sakai is pretty cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so yeah, I, I say that it kind of landed. It was something that you know, not a lot of people like. It was coincidence because I was a big fan of the show, and it was like it wasn't even something that I was looking for. It just kind of happened. Now, you know, when something is meant to be, you know, whatever. <laughs> and that's what I was about to say. How the hell does the universe keep conspiring with you like that? Where, you know, you were a big Bone fan, all of a sudden you're working with Crazy Bone, <laughs> and 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 and. You know, people in their circle, and now all of a sudden, y'all are a big fan of Walking Dead. Now I'm working with Walking Dead. I don't know, man. I have, I, I'm lucky like that. Like the day that we were, I remember when I told you that it was my birthday and we were filming this commercial for this battle. Well, that day, Prodigy from Mob Deep was there. We saw Nelly walking like South Beach, and you know, like weird stuff like that always happens to me constantly. Man, that clearly. Another time we were, it was me and my friend Eric, and we were at Boomers, um, which is like this place where, you know, like, I don't know if you guys like have Dave and Buster or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's kind of like Dave and Buster's, but it has, like, go-karts, and it has, like, you can throw yourself from, like, a crane, and it's weird. Um, <laughs> so we were there, and actually Method Man was there playing Pac-Man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and we were, I was like, I was like, Eric, is that Method Man? He's like, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, let me, let me go check. And then he turned around, he goes up there, he's like, that's Method Man, and he is playing Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then we actually went up to him and, you know, um, he was like, shh, like trying to hush it. And another time when I was like 14, I went to Universal Studios and behind me was Sea Murder with some lady. And um, yeah, so weird stuff happens to me like that all the time. Yeah, with Method Man, I will say if you really wanted to bring it back full circle, you should have um, reopened the message boards for a day, had him post as me. <laughs> that would have been clever. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been cool. I don't know if he would have agreed, but hey. <laughs> I would have definitely told him that story, man. Like, yeah, if those would believe when I was you for like a like, month. I never get really nervous when I meet people, but I've gotten nervous when I've met two people. And Method Man was one of them. I turned into like, I don't know, I was like, oh my god, hey, what is your yeah. name? Um, um, Iris, <laughs> your name is Iris. Oh, yeah, yeah, Iris, nice to meet you. Oh my god. Yeah, so I was I was really, and then um, I got really nervous like that when I met Ming Chang from Comic Book Man. I don't know why. I don't even watch the show, but I got so nervous when I met him. Really? Yeah. So you don't watch the show? How do you know about? It? You just you. you had, well, I mean, I, I know the show exists, and okay, I've seen okay. a couple episodes, but I don't. I'm not like 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 an avid watcher of the show. Gotcha. And I know I went in to find some drinks for someone, and um, he was in there, and he was standing behind me, and I'm like. I turn around and I'm like, oh, you're you're the guy from um um oh, yes I'm from Comic Book Man I'm Ming Cheng and and you are and I'm like I'm Iris and I'm helping so and so and you know he was like okay you should come by my booth and hang out and whatever so if you go to his page on Instagram he actually has a shout out for me on there. Oh, oh wow, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some Instagram uh, photos. Well, I think Jay does. He, um, with uh, smoke. Or whatever, yeah. there's a cosplay guy. You know, that's about as much as we've done. Not, 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 you know, no shots of smoke or anything like that. Yeah, we don't have, you know, freaking, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> AMC stars, you know, coming in saying, hey, come hang out at the booth, you know. But, nah, that's yeah, like really if you cool. look at, um, there's um, there's also this other guy from called Travis Love. He, he sends shout outs to me, or he did um, one of the times I got to help him and whatever. Mm hmm. They're really nice people, all of them. I can't complain. Right, right. So, um, now, I don't know if you want to save this for like another conversation or whatever. You know, if you, you, you know, you're all going to come back. You know, to uh, whatever, get it underway. But you were also telling me about some uh, so some projects that you had going. Uh, yeah, the, the one project that I can talk about right now is Tangled and Twisted. Okay. It's a web series that I'm assistant director in, and I'm uh, you know. I also play a role in there. I'm a, a drug addict on there. Um, um, but yeah, one of my boys, uh, Moses, mostly from The Walking Dead, he's also in there. And the director is this guy named Shaheem. And you know, it's 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 a project. I admire the project. Reason uh, the reason being is because Shaheem is doing all this by himself. He has uh, virtually no help. He just recently um, hired me to help him um, in October, maybe. Okay. So, um, 
it's a web series. It's the second season, and it's a lot of drama. It's kind of like Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society type of stuff. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, how'd you come across? Huh? Oh, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I'll ask no, no, that. you asked a question. It was okay. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, how did you come across this? You know, it kind of landed on my lap. <laughs> I know I keep saying oh my this. God, it's like the answer to like all the questions, but I'm like seriously, like how does it happen? I don't know. Like I, I was friends with him on Facebook, and I kept seeing, you know, him doing a lot of castings and stuff like that. And it so happened that I was leaving the Walker Stalker convention. I invited him to go to the Walker Stalker because we had been talking about like projects and stuff like that, and he couldn't make it because he had like a meeting or something. And right. he called me after the convention, and um, and he was like, "Listen, um, you kind of know what you're doing, so um, why don't you just uh, become assistant director for me? I'll send you what the role description means, and you know, and, and tell me if you can do it." And I was like, "Okay." So I became like assistant director and a little bit of the casting person, um, a little bit of the location scouter because you know I find him like. Uh, places where they can film if you know you know and then you know it's up to him to decide if he wants to film there or not you know and whatever yeah, have wow. you done anything has you done anything like that in the past nope no none you just just I have like an instinct right I just kind of go with it right no I mean I, I see I mean it's worked I mean I, I'm you know <laughs> yeah I'm getting flack about it I'm just wondering you know just if you had any background in it at all before beforehand but no you no just... i mean i mean i don't but i do hear a lot of the things that happen you know in, in the in the medium that i'm running around with right now um and i do hear a lot of stuff so i kind of have like an idea or grasp or somewhat but no i've never done it before and i wish i knew more of what i was doing because I, I if i put my name on something or if i want to do something i want to make sure that it's done right right Right. You know, so, like in this business, like everything is about credibility, and if you don't have any, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, as far as uh, that series or that project, um, I, I guess, well, how how far along is it? Like, you know, can we expect to see like you know, tangled and twisted uh, episodes or anything like that, or any promotions? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to get them right now they're building the website because one thing they had been delayed with was the website okay um so right now they're making the website which is actually really good um and we're working like on mobile apps and stuff like that um we're gonna put a lot of like the first season and the movies on online for people to watch for free okay you know that's what the, you know Shaheem said that he was gonna do so yeah alright and what about uh Shaheem, I guess, you know, he's not here to uh, elaborate on it, but I mean, from your experience, I mean, does he, well, has he done anything else besides this? He's done, like, the first Tangle and Twisted movie, and I, apparently it was well-received. Oh, um, wait, so I, there was a movie? Yeah, that's where the show came from. Oh, okay, alright, I see, I didn't know that. I thought that the show, yeah. okay. So, there was a movie, and apparently the movie was well-received, and um, they had, like, the, I, the movie had like um, like a second part and so it was actually released November 14th I remember the whole album release party I'm sorry the movie release party and they did a whole bunch of stuff and I, I mean I wasn't able to go at that time because I don't know what I was doing um, 
But yeah, so now the series is on its second season and um, I'm gonna try to get them to put the episodes up as, as quick as possible so people can watch them and get a grasp of what's going on and how much drama and, and I mean the actors are really good. Ah, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll check it out. I mean, um, if you guys heard, of, if you guys heard of, uh, have you heard of uh, Money and Violence? No, I think you were telling me about it. Yeah, um, shout out to uh, Combat Jack Show. I know they don't listen to this show, but I love them. Shout out anyway. <laughs> um, they had interviewed, uh, I guess, a couple of the guys uh, from up there who, um, you know, they're from, uh, they're from Brooklyn, and they they did the show basically one camera. You know, it's all their friends. No one who's ever act, even acted before. That's you know, that's the whole thing. And the acting, I mean, is really not great because I mean, again, none of these people have acted before. But the story that's being told there is actually pretty good. And so I've checked out. I haven't, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen a few episodes of it. And what I've seen of it is pretty good. So I mean, with this, you guys have actual actors on it. You know, that really does pique my interest. You know. Yeah, um, we've been very lucky, like to have people like Moses. He's accepted to come on, and you know he's he's such a sweet guy. Like I wish you guys met him. I told you guys that he, you know, he's agreed to come on the show whenever you guys feel like it. Oh hell yeah, that that that'd be awesome. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I I've actually only done a couple of uh, well I've actually only done one con ever, which was uh last year we did the uh we went to Wizard World, uh with Comic Con here. Wizard World is the bomb. I love yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first time at any con period. Jay's done, you know, a couple other cons before that. But uh um I don't I see I think Norman Reedus was supposed to be there, he didn't show. And you know, uh Jay's brother Mark, he was uh pretty bummed about it. You know, he almost didn't show up <laughs> because he had his you know, Daryl toys and all the stuff ready to go and you know. Uh but I think uh um uh what what's Beth uh Kenny? Uh, Emily Kinney. Emily Kinney, yeah, she was there. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Shane there? Yeah. Mm. Well, I, somebody else was there. Somebody else from Walking Dead was there, yeah, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I can't remember either. But uh, usually, you see like the same people over and over again. Like, um, if you see Norman Reedus, you might see Shane. I think, I think Shane is booked by the same guy, Sean Clark, I believe. Okay. So usually when you start seeing the same people over and over again, it's because they have the same booking agent. I see. Oh. Things yeah. are making sense now. Yeah, you know, I never actually knew how this stuff worked. I thought they just, you know, they showed up where they wanted to and this is what they did, you know? I mean, I guess there was agents involved, but, you know, I just... You know, didn't know all the ins and outs like that. You know, it's good to have yeah. inside... Uh, <laughs> inside woman there to kind of point it out <laughs> um oh one thing that you didn't know was that um it's um uh, i was actually part of or i still am part of a paranormal group uh, paranormal investigations group what what, what? <laughs> hold on a minute yeah. hold on a minute now we gotta go down this road i didn't <laughs> i didn't know anything about this so what, wait a minute so is it like fucking are, are you you're not part of that uh, that uh, Ghostbusters reboot, whatever they're calling it? Ghost no, no, no. Whatever they do on TV, we stay away from. Okay. Um, yeah, no. This is a legit group of people, and there's legit mediums there. And 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 the cool thing about that group is that they're skeptics, they're scientists, and then there's people that are actually believers, people with powers, and 
you know, it's pretty awesome. Um, they're called Paranormal Crossroads Investigations. Okay, now, okay, how? How did you, how did you find yourself involved in this? I've met them at a convention, and there's a lot of weird stuff that happens at my house in Florida, at my mom's house. And um, I was like, all right, since I was little, I've kind of been going through some weird stuff, and I need you guys to come. And they did. And uh, I mean, there was so uh, like such a twist to that plot. It was so weird. And then I became friends with them. And and then they were like, as soon as I had my daughter last year, um, they were like, all right, so fill out this application, become part of the group, and then I went to investigations with them, and, and man, they're awesome. Wow. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys should, I mean, if you guys are ever in Florida, let me know, and uh, you guys can probably go and, you know, tag along with them. With them. <laughs> I, I, mean, I haven't been to Florida since I was like, God, what was like, 14? Over on the uh, Gulf side. Okay, okay. And it was like right after a hurricane it hit, and then what's crazy, it um, is that maybe a week after we left, another one hit. Oh God! So yeah, but uh, nah. I mean, I just it's, you know I don't know a whole lot about you know I've never really researched or you know pursued anything paranormal. But I just thought it was funny. You know, I was talking um, oh years and years ago. Uh, I guess when I was maybe a sophomore, or junior in college or in um in high school. And my dad was on his phone on, on on the phone with his uh with his friend. We were me and my dad. We used to play we used to play Madden on Sega against each other every night, like three or four games a night. And uh, he was he was on the phone with his friend at the same time. This happened. He was talking about you know his friend was uh he was talking about his ex wife who had brought shamans. Actually had them post up out, outside in their backyard. <laughs> had like TPs and going on, you know. Had because supposedly there was like some spirits or whatever who you know so she wanted to get rid of the bad spirits so she actually had the shamans camping out in their backyard and he was talking about how he wanted to go get his sons because he didn't want them to see this and my dad was like oh man yeah yeah get them they don't need to see this and then he's like he's like now nah, i don't know anything about the evil spirits he said, he said the only ones i know are the uh he said, he said, he said, the people walking around in my neighborhood casing my apartment. So uh, you tell them, you, you, you tell them when, when, when she's done with them, tell them to come over here and do that bus stop over there on the corner. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, you guys ever heard of something called like the old hag syndrome? Mm-mm. Nah. Well, all right. So when I was like 15, I started having like a lot of nightmares. Um, like... Honestly, like, I dreaded going to sleep because of all the nightmares I used to have. And there were, like, pretty serious nightmares, like, demonic stuff. Um, so, one night, my nephew, who was eight at the time, um, he says, like, Iris, can I sleep in your room? Because when I was taking a shower, like, a voice was talking to me. So I was like, yeah, I kind of know what voice that is. Um, yeah, get in here. So I let him sleep in my room, and that night, there was this, like, old lady that just popped in my room, and, you know, my body was numb, and, you know, I couldn't scream or move or anything, and all she kept saying was, like, come with me, and I, you know, I couldn't move or say nothing, all I could do was shake my head and be like, no, you know, and apparently, um, I didn't know that then, because back then, like, I didn't even consider looking online. But now I know that this is something called sleep paralysis, and you know, um, oh yeah, 
Yeah, and some people throughout, like, supposedly throughout history, um, people have seen this old lady. So, yeah, scientists want to call it sleep paralysis. I call her the old hag because I know what I saw. I was awake. Now, see, I don't know anything about that. Okay, um, but I, I have her, you know, sleep paralysis, and actually my wife was talking about it one time also. She was talking about how, um, you know, with, that, you know, she, she's Mexican, and she was saying, you know, her family and, you know, you know, uh, people who are background, you know, they believe that, you know, sleep paralysis, no, it's not that. It's a demon sitting on your chest, you know, and that's why the candles that they light. You yeah, know, yeah. Off, you know? I mean, science wants to debunk everything that seems religion, but they have to understand that there are certain things that they just, you know, they, just because they don't see it doesn't, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, I went to a church where, I mean, with all those stuff that, you know, those things that happened to me, um, with all those nightmares, I mean, it, they were like real stuff. Like in some of the nightmares, I would be sitting in the back of a car playing with candles, um, stuff that I, I would never do in, in my waking life. And I would be like playing with candles and talking to Satan, and Satan would be driving the car. Like, hey, Satan, what's, what's the next thing that I'm supposed to chant? You know, it would be like really weird, weird stuff. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, so um, I started going to church because I'm like, okay, so if I'm dreaming with Satan, I'm going to have to look for God, you know, opposites. Um, so in the church that I landed, I landed in, in this church in Florida called King Jesus Ministry or El Rey Jesus with Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. They train you on, you know, what they think your calling is. And supposedly my calling was um, pro prophet prophecy and um, you know, delivering people, like removing demons. So I started taking some classes on demonology and stuff like that at the church, and I got to learn a lot of stuff. And I mean, science can say what it wants, but I saw a lot of things at that church that you can't really possibly even um, debunk. Like, there's no way. Right. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that is definitely, um, man. I mean, we're gonna have you here here for a whole another hour, you know, just on that topic alone. So um, <laughs> maybe you come back up for the rabbit hole here for a second, and um, I guess uh, we'll get ready to wrap this up. But um, I mean, okay. real quick and um, in closing, I mean, anything else you want to say, or Jay, you got any other questions or anything? No, I've I've just been listening. I've just yeah, been... Jay has been like super quiet. No, well, just, you know... because it. It's two old friends reminiscing, so I've just been just soaking in all the stories, and I've been loving it. Oh, really? Because I'm thinking like all these two just talking what the hell they're talking about now. No, no, nah, he's cool. No, I've, I've been, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been sucking it all in. I've, I've enjoyed it, man. Yeah, he was I'm here, just feeling he, the vibes. Yeah, before this, he was saying, you know, hey, you know, go ahead and take point on this, obviously, because you know he doesn't know you. At least, you know, right. didn't know you yet. So, um. You know, so he's had me, you know, kind of take point on this one and uh, just kind of feel all the questions or anything like that. But, you know, just wanted to make sure, you know, anything that, you know, if she might, if, if anything might have been said that, you know, you had a question about or anything, you know, we didn't want to leave that out. No, well, it, you said, said that the, the show doesn't have a website yet? They're building it right now. Okay. Um, yeah. As well, soon definitely. as you build it, I'm going to let you guys know so you guys can check it out. Yeah, and, and we will promote the hell out of it. So. Oh, thank you. So definitely. Really definitely you know get back with us and and yeah. join us again sometime absolutely whenever you guys want i'm i'm here and i told you guys um to shay west and and moses mosley from the walking dead and william hart would love to come up here and, and you know uh, talk to you guys too oh hell yeah yeah that yeah would be awesome 
Yeah, yeah, we will uh, have to get back to you on that. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah. I already talked to them, so I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we appreciate that a whole lot. But um, all right. Well, um, real quick then. Um, uh, where can they find you at? Or do you want that? <laughs> do you want um, yeah, to no, yeah. At, you know, at Hirabi, like that's unfortunately that is my middle name. Google what it means, and then you'll laugh. Um, it's at Hirabi, H-I-R-A-B-I one two. At Twitter, at Instagram, at Facebook, I'm everywhere. All right. But MySpace, I'm not in MySpace anymore. Don't yeah, find I don't me. Think anybody's on MySpace anymore. <laughs> like, you know, actually, well, you know, I can't say it anymore. There's actually. Um, there's actually a uh, an entire group or a sub you know subgroup of uh, of kids who are going back to MySpace now because there's too many uh, old folks on Facebook. It's true. Actually, yeah. there's this new thing. Um, I don't even know how it's pronounced. Um, it's it's spelled T S U, and this is like this new like thing. And apparently, and I mean I'm I'm in it too, but not a lot of people are in it. Um, basically, they. Um, they it's it's a social media or whatever and they pay you to bring people and they pay you for being there really yeah it's weird what's real money yeah like real money what's the victory though like what are they paying people to bring them in like i don't i I, I honestly don't know what the catch is but i i I found out through um i have a friend his name is stanley tory who is a writer he wrote he wrote like a the zombie bible and ansibel and a whole bunch of other stories and um, he he's, he was telling me about it, and I went and joined, and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty nice. It's clean, it's quiet, uh, better than Facebook. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I've never even heard about it. That's a new one. That's yeah, a new one. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Ray, yeah, check it out. Get on that DJ Clue button, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, there it is. Um, man. Uh, I guess it's gonna do it for us then. Um, unless anybody Ooh. else had anything to uh, to throw out there beforehand, I think I'm. I, I think that's about it, though. I don't. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I, I think. Pretty much uh, covered all the bases there. Even in yep. Yeah, I, I think we uh, we did it well, and, and th- thank you for coming, Iris. Thank you and... for having me here, guys. It's it was so much fun. I really really did enjoy it. Oh yeah. no doubt. And, yeah, yeah. Way too busy to post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna sound way. It's gonna sound way more awesome than than, than, than you think once we get done with it. I got awesome. so many ideas in my head right now. <laughs> Woo! Ideas are good. Yeah, that's the but, uh, master over there. But um, yeah, till next time, folks. Thank you for uh, listening to our first Death Cake special. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it, you know, it was our our first interview. I don't conduct interviews often, so uh, you know. Uh, don't be too brutal about you know, in your criticism. I mean, you know, first time <laughs> kind of flying by the seat there. They're probably yeah. gonna hate me. They'll be like, "Oh my god, her voice is so annoying. Shut her up." Nah, don't have any problem with our voices. They shouldn't have any problem with yours. Yeah, our fans are, are pretty pretty good fans. We we don't get a lot of negative feed. Well, we don't get any feedback. <laughs> so <laughs> no feedback is good feedback. <laughs> That's the way I see it. <laughs> you guys are almost killing me. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right, man. Yo, where where but, can they find us at, man? <laughs> of course, they can find us at nojibbajabbafm.com. We are on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com backslash death. Er, uh, Facebook.com backslash uh, nojibbajabbafm. 
We are on Twitter at DeathCakesPod. We're on Instagram at NoJibbaJabbaFM. I am at JRU78. Ilya is at Ilroxki. Yes. And until next time, folks. Until next time, check out our uh, our spiritual advisor and life coach on the DIY network. Oh yes, his new show coming coming uh, this fall. I pity the tool. I pity the tool. I don't believe it, man. I can't believe this hadn't been done like 20 years ago. Yeah. And they're uh, there it is. part of the show. But <laughs> we're we're keeping it fun, man. All right. All right. Till next time, folks. See ya. See ya. Bye.